A lot of people don't know this, but I have five cities in the country that are my absolute fucking favorites, and one of them is Boston, Massachusetts. I'm going to be in Boston, Massachusetts on Saturday, February 22nd at the Seaport location of Burden by Ray, which is a crazy unique micro gym model. If you've never been to it, especially if you're a CrossFit affiliate, you will learn a fuck ton about operational capacity and branding when we go here and you get to meet Ray and see his brand. Anyway, I'm doing a six hour business seminar, six hours straight of me fucking melting your face and spitting fire on sales, branding, and marketing. And with the marketing, I'm going to be bringing all my new material with the new marketing funnel that I am pushing towards micro gym owners. I did a vlog on this a little, you know, a couple episodes back, but I'll be going in crazy in depth with you guys how to recreate the success that I've had with Urban Movement with this marketing funnel that I've had with fucking dozens of other micro gyms since I started testing this thing out in the second half of last year. And I truly think this is going to be as big as my PT first model that I've been pushing for years. So please get on the cutting edge of this. Be there at the Seaport location of Burnham by Ray, Saturday, February 22nd. Tickets are available in my Instagram bio. It's the only place you could get them. And guys, I'm be having you do drills. Like we're going to be going over brandy messages together. We'll be going to that funnel together. So I have to keep this small and intimate. Tickets will be limited. It's not a huge space. So please fucking be quick, get on it. And I hope to see you there Saturday, February 22nd. How we doing guys? It is Stu. It is What The Fuck Gym Talk. So over the weekend I posted up a, uh, a carousel post. I did a couple of these. If any of you guys who haven't noticed, I've been, um, right around the time I started working with Boris, Boris turned me on right before the clear branding workshop to an Instagram, uh, you know, a, a graphic designer who was just very good on Instagram called The Christo, at the T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-D-O. And what Chris Doe has done in changing the landscape and how people communicate on Instagram is by far my favorite. And he might not even be the originator of it. He's definitely done it the best. Every graphic designer and brand designer is, is copying this style. I'm copying his style, putting it through my own branding machine. I recommend you guys do the same for your micro gyms. Urban will start doing it as well. It's a little bit trickier for a gym because it, it truly is a little bit more of an educational style format and you've really got to think about what is so fucking interesting about your micro gym model that people would want to be educated on. Form, technique, nutrition, there's plenty there. It's just kind of dry. You're going to have to, you know, someone's going to have to be super creative with it. You guys just fucking sit back and wait and see what Urban Movement does and then and then take cues. But um, anyway, so I, I made one of these carousel-style Instagram posts, right, where you swipe left. For those of you guys who are not in the know, that's what I mean when I say a carousel-style post. And these posts are in long form, written long form. So a little bit of a visual, mainly written word. And one of them was like on the top five Instagram accounts that I recommend you follow for brand inspiration. And the other one was... Uh, three exercises that I think are completely useless for the group class model. Now, I, I caveated this because who am I to tell you with your group class model what's useless and what's not? You could do fucking BOSU ball, groin thrust, fucking upside down, handstand, kipping fucking balls. And I, I don't like, I, who am I to tell you what to do? Nobody, right? However, I feel very strong on my ability to argue my platform when I put the caveat in that these movements are absolutely worthless, useless, whatever you want to coin it as, when considering operational capacity and GPP, general physical preparation, B12, 
being the number one thing out there, like the goal of your program. Your goal of your program is to optimize your operational capacity of your studio, okay? And give people GPP, general physical preparation. That's what we use in the strength and conditioning world to term general fitness for everybody. We're not trying to make them the fittest of the fit. We're not trying to specialize them. We're trying to give them good general physical preparation, GPP. So with those two caveats, I threw up three exercises. I wanted to go through them in audio form right now. Movement one, the snatch. Oh, and by the way, as I go through this, if any of you guys want to debate me on this, shoot me a DM come on the podcast. I probably won't have you come on the podcast. I might have you come on the podcast if you have a good argument. I'm probably going to ask you to send me a video message summing up your argument in two minutes and I'm going to bring put it on the vlog and then we'll go back and forth that way. But anyway, the first exercise out the gate, the snatch. Here's the thing with the snatch. It is the most complex barbell movement of all the barbell movement. There is nothing more complex in the world. It is the most difficult barbell movement in the world. That You can't argue that. It is the golf swing of barbell movements. And you're gonna tell me that this piece of this movement is applicable in your group fitness class for people who just wanna be generally fit, they want to exercise, they want to burn fat, they want to increase lean muscle, I don't think so. I, I don't believe so. I believe you're literally bringing a fucking bazooka to a knife fight. I think you're bringing out the heavy guns because you want to flex your fucking, uh, I'm, a, I'm a certified CrossFit level one coach for two years and I'm here to teach you, Sally, 40 years, oh, 40 years old, fucking 40 pounds overweight and never touched a barbell before, how to do the snatch. Now let's start with your grip. Like, fuck off. Bro, like you're missing, like again, this is why you're not making any money. You're not as profitable as you want because you're shoving people into your ideology, like your romance with a movement, you're forcing them in there. Nobody walked in and said, I want to snatch. Can you please teach it to me, sensei of barbells? No one said that shit. You just have it in your head and generally it's, it's the CrossFitters. I'm, I'm going to point you guys out as the fucking CrossFitters. It is you guys because you are so wrapped up into the the creed of this whole thing and what you believe CrossFit to be. And here's the cool thing. There's plenty of CrossFit gyms that are like, I'm a CrossFit gym and we don't do any of that. We don't snatch. We don't overhead squat. Perfect. Good. That's what I love is that you realize you can create this your own. Make it your own. But the snatch is one. The other operate. So that's from a GPP standpoint. From a operational capacity standpoint, it requires the barbell. And it generally, you can't go shorty bars on these typically. So even though you guys have been seeing, um, you know, the 50-inch barbells, the 70-inch barbells, things like that, that uh, we're using uh, at Urban Movement, you're not going to be able to, to utilize them. They're just too narrow for snatching. So operational capacity-wise, now you've got this barbell that is, uh, is really big. And when you need to maximize operational capacity, then you'll, you'll realize you just it's, it's tough to have it in there. I've got an entire vlog coming out called, uh, I think the title is going to resonate like this. If your CrossFit gym is 3,000 square feet or less and you're utilizing a standard barbell, you'll go out of business. Like It's going to be something to that effect where I break it down for people, the, the absolute math and the difficulty you're going to have with having a profitable business with a 3,000 square foot or less CrossFit facility if you want to have a seven foot standard barbell in it and do all these snatches and clean and jerks and blah, 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 and have a big pull-up rig. That's going to be a really cool vlog. Keep your eye out for that. Um, here's the other thing with the snatch. 
What this snatching doesn't make you fitter. It doesn't. If we were to talk about the amount of weight you're able to lift in the snatch, it is is trivial compared to other less complicated barbell lifts. But it does no one ever like looks at an amazing body and is like, oh my god, that guy looks great built by snatching. Like that doesn't fucking happen. Right? Snatching is a uh, tip of the hat to your um, your mobility, stability, and the amount of fucking orchestrated finesse you can have with a barbell. That's what it's a tip to the hat to. All right? I'm going to leave snatching alone. Let's move on to the back squat. The back squat, here's my issue with it. It generally requires a pull-up rig and a, a squat rack if you really want a back squat heavy enough loads, and those things crush operational capacity. From a movement GPP standpoint, I believe an interiorly loaded squat is uh, more functional, right? There's nothing functional about having to unload a barbell out of a squat rack. There's nothing functional about the snatch either. Like this whole like, word of functional is just such a debate that I won't even have because it's absolutely subjective and silly. But I, I don't think, like when you look at a back squat, I think it's more functional or more appropriate to load people anteriorly in the front. So that's like, you know, goblet squats, front squats, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, front rack position. I love single leg work over back squats as well. Um, you know, we've got, you know, again, this is just my model, but if you're considering operational capacity and GPP, there's way more you can use to tax the posterior chain with tempo and different movements and things like that. If that's what you're aiming for with your back squat, or as I think most of you, a lot of coaches do, you're aiming for the back squat because you enjoy back squatting. It's fun to fucking PR. You love coming out of the hole and screaming and getting that heavy fucking lift. And that is fun. I those those things are fun. I get it. I'm all on it. I'm talking about running a group fitness class where your romance with fucking exercise is not not involved in it. It's a group fitness class where operational capacity and GPP is the primary driver, then I feel I would win in an argument with you that the back squat is probably less than needed, less than ideal, because of the equipment it needs, and it really, from a squatting perspective, I think there's better anterior-based options. And then lastly, um, the handstand, the kipping handstand push-up. The handstand push-up in general is just, is just fucking extra. Like, fuck, fucking press, half kneeling press, dumbbell Z press, barbell, like, you have way better options, okay? Getting human beings, adults, in group fitness classes to kick up to a wall upside down is fun. I get it. You get to flex that same cool little muscle like you did in the snatch because you're a CrossFit coach or because you did gymnastics when you were 12. Like, I, I get it, okay? These are fucking adults. Like, they just got off work. They've been sitting for fucking nine hours, and now you're going to have them kick up to an inverted position. And I know you're going to give me the names of all the outliers that do it naturally, and they're really good, and they're athletic, and they enjoy it. I know they enjoyed it, but it's because you brought it to them in the first place. Had you never shown them the handstand push-up or the, you know, kicking up to a wall or a kipping hand, and let's not even, I won't even fucking give the kipping handstand push-up the uh, respect of like guys just look at it and tell me it's not the dumbest fucking thing you've ever seen if you're gonna do handstands do them strict you weak little bitch okay stop kipping to do it you look like a fucking moron like shoving your ball sack scrotum down to your forehead and thrusting your hips up it is like I, like kipping pull-ups can be done really well with a c-kip straight legs no bend at the knees I'm, I'm I don't have a problem with that I have a problem with the kipping handstand push-up. You literally look like you're like, when I see that, I'm just like, I wish your mother would have had medical plans that included abortion. Like it just drives me fucking up a wall. Now let's go to the next thing. The next thing on the kipping handstand push-up, I, you guys obviously get it from a GPP standpoint. I don't like it. I don't think it's applicable. There's better exercises for it. 
from an op cap standpoint, people have to travel to this wall. The same reason we got rid of wall balls at Urban Movement. That kills operational capacity. Whenever you're analyzing a group class like I do, and you start looking at the transition of traffic from one area of the floor to another, especially if it's not in unison, you have to really understand the flow and traffic of your group class. And when people have to travel to that, you start eating up more square footage per person. And again, if operational capacity is one of the things you need, that is less than desirable. And plus now you have a wall that just looks like shit. People kipping up to it. You need all this equipment. You have some people stacking three or four ab mats, which is just bullshit. Don't let people do that. It's, it's a partial range of motion, you fucking moron. Don't let them do that. Um, you got people putting plates on the ground and making it even because they're or like parallettes or dumbbells. Like You have all these different variables now up against this wall. It's hard to plan for. It is shitty for operational capacity. And again, if you want to argue it, I will come on here and fucking bitch slap you with my argument in a nice, fun, respectful way. But there is no fucking way you can tell me that the kipping handstand push-up and you know that variation of exercise is good when somebody has square footage at a premium, when they have to maximize their space. You can't make the argument. You could. It would just, again, I would fucking destroy you. Um, and if that sounds appealing, like you'd love to jam on this, but you don't want to get like you don't want to be on the podcast. Uh, like I get that 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 can be that that can be scary. Um, shoot me a two minute video on any of these movements, you know, stating your position, and I will put it in the vlog, and I will argue my retort back to you, and that'll be kind of cool, and that'll be good enough, right? But you got two minutes to support your position, um, no longer because I'm going to edit it out. So two minutes, send me a video in a Facebook DM or Instagram DM, please. I'd love to uh, love to include you in the vlog and have a good educated conversation. I know I talk a lot of shit here on the podcast, but it's, I just got done dropping my daughter off, having her for the week. Whew, you know the kind of angst as, a, as any parents, uh, what that's like. Um, <laughs> that just dropped her off at school. So I'm super psyched. It's really nice weather. I'm going to go ride my boosted board to work. Um, guys, listen, thank you for listening to the podcast. I don't say it enough. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, it's absolutely, uh, it's so humbling to get the DMs and shit throughout the day. This shit just fucking makes my fucking day when I get some nice words or something about uh, a recent piece of content that I dropped. So thank you very much. I hope you guys all have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this. Peace.